amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, my name is Ganja Weed and welcome to Mr. Weed's Trap House. Grab a bong and a lighter. I have some stories to tell you. Hoisted the bucket and started to shovel out the water. But it was too late. The boat sank deeper. The motor died. We're going under, she realized. And then a desperate thought burst into her head. Maybe I can jump out, swim alongside, and pull the boat to shore. She didn't have time to think about it. She set Mary down, then took a deep breath and plunged over the side. To Amanda's shock, her body scraped the sandy bottom. Hey, she cried out as she lowered her feet. Hey, it's shallow, heart pounded. She felt like cheering. Kyle, you can walk to shore. It's shallow here. He stared at her, narrowing his eyes in confusion. Poor Kyle, Amanda thought. He's in shock, I guess. She reached over the side of the boat, grabbed his hands, and helped him into the water. It came up to his shoulders, but he was able to walk. Mary jumped into Amanda's arms as the skiff sank even lower. What about Chrissy? Amanda thought. She stared at Chrissy, still sprawled on her back, half floating in the invading water, breathing noisily through her open mouth. Can I leave her here to drown? Amanda asked herself. The answer was no. Kyle, I need you to hold on to your sister, Amanda instructed him. As soon as the water was waist-deep, she handed Mary to Kyle. Then Amanda turned back to the sinking skiff and grabbed Chrissy by the hair. The boat made a loud gurgling sound as it plunged underwater. Chrissy floated free. Amanda wrapped her arm around Chrissy's waist and dragged her to shore. The house was empty and silent. Exhausted and soaked, Amanda and Kyle had dragged Chrissy all the way up to the house. Then Amanda pulled her into the living room and dropped her onto the carpet. Chrissy hasn't stirred or shown any signs of waking up. 
A large wound on the back of her head was still wet with dark blood. Uh, I'm going to call the police, Amanda managed to choke out, hunched over, gasping for air. Don't move, just stay right there, she told Kyle and Mary. She hurried into the kitchen. Her chest was heaving. The police number was taped to the wall next to the phone. She grabbed up the phone receiver and had started to punch in the numbers. When Kyle's terrified scream interrupted her. She's awake! She's awake! Oh, Amanda let out a low groan. The phone receiver fell out of her hand. She spun away and lurched back into the living room. Chrissy was sitting up. The ropes Amanda had tied around her were popping off one by one. Kyle and Mary had their backs pressed against the glass door, their eyes wide with horror. Out! Get out! Amanda screamed at Kyle. Obediently, Kyle grabbed Mary's hand. He pushed open the door and they raced away. Chrissy, it's too late, Amanda said, thinking quickly. I've already called the police. They'll be here any second. Chrissy climbed to her feet. It's never too late, she replied calmly. She pushed back her wet hair. Her hand jumped when she touched the open wound at the back of her head. Ow, Chrissy, listen, Amanda started taking a step back. Thanks for the nap, Chrissy said casually. It sort of recharged my batteries, if you know what I mean. An unpleasant smile formed on her face. Chrissy! I'm sorry, Amanda, Chrissy continued, the expression in her eyes growing cold. But it looks like I win. Chapter 27 A Fireball Amanda felt her knees buckle. Chrissy took a step closer. Eyes glowing as they locked onto Amanda. I've got to get out, Amanda realized. I've got to get away from her. You're not moving, Chrissy said softly, as if reading her thoughts. She swept her hand in front of her, and a large ceramic vase flew across the room. Amanda let out a startled shriek as the vase hit the wall above her head and shattered into a thousand pieces. She ducked low and made a run for the door. But Chrissy moved quickly to block her path. Another sweep of her arm made chairs lift off the ground. Ashtrays, books, candlesticks all began whirling crazily around the room as if caught up in an invisible cyclone. The pictures flew off the walls and smashed against the floor. Glass shattered. Wood splintered. The whole room spun and tilted. Amanda covered her head with both arms. I'm trapped! She realized, trapped, no escape. As all of the objects whirled faster and faster around her, she edged toward the window. No way, Chrissy's furious voice rose over the clatter and crashing. Amanda opened her eyes in time to see Chrissy point to the window. With a loud whoosh, a line of flame ran up the side of the curtains. Oh! Amanda cried out as she leaped back from the orange flames. Whoop, whoop, whoop. The smoke alarm shrieked in action. Books and flower vases hurled themselves around the room. The flames spread quickly, onto the walls, onto the couch, onto the carpet. Chrissy, we've got to get out. Both of us, Amanda shouted, choking on the black smoke that swept the room. You're not getting away, Chrissy replied. But the fire, 
through the billowing smoke, Amanda saw Chrissy move quickly toward her, taking long, rapid strides. Flames shot up in the center of the room. The wallpaper peeled under the scorching heat. Chrissy moved closer. Her eyes locked on Amanda's. You're not getting away, Amanda, she repeated calmly. Her arms are stretched. Chrissy started to dive toward Amanda. She didn't see the calico kitten dart under her feet. With a startled cry, Chrissy stumbled over the kitten and fell face forward into the flames. This is my chance, Amanda realized. Choking on the thick, sour smoke, she bent to grab up the kitten. Then she hurled through the spinning books and vases, through the tossing yellow flames, through the black, billowing smoke out the door. Still choking and gasping, she ran toward the shed, where Mary and Kai waited, huddled together against the wall. A few feet from the shed, Amanda turned back to the house and saw a huge fireball roll out the door. Ah! She uttered a hoarse cry as she saw arms inside the fireball and legs and realized the fireball was Chrissy. Chrissy in flames. Chrissy raising her fiery arms to the sky, then seeking to the deck floor, the flames spreading across the deck, back onto the house. All flames now, all burned, all finished. The whole evil summer, so bright and so dark. Chapter 28 All Over Dr. Miller leaned forward on his desk, his hands clasped. I wanted to have a talk with you, Amanda, he said, gazing into her eyes as if searching her soul. I wanted another chance to go over everything with you. Thank you, Amanda replied uncomfortably. She scratched her shoulder. This uniform itches. The prison laundry starches it so much. The psychiatrist nodded. You do understand why the police arrested you? He asked softly. Amanda made a disgusted face. They were like everyone else. They didn't believe a word I said. She sighed unhappily. They believed that Chrissy was burned to death. Dr. Miller said, continuing to study her. Until they found the wound on the back of her head. When they saw that, they knew that Chrissy had been hit first, before the fire. They had to assume that you killed her first, then set the fire to make it look as if she burned to death. But that's a total lie, Amanda exclaimed. I told them how Chrissy hit her head on the boat. No one ever found the boat, Dr. Miller interrupted, clasping and unclasping his hands. It sank in the ocean. Amanda repeated for the hundredth time. The tide must have carried it away. I know, the psychiatrist said. I just wanted you to understand why the police suspected you. And when they saw you running from the fire. I was running to Mary and Kyle, Amanda broke in. But what's the point? I've told this story about a hundred times, but no one believes me. Amanda choked back a sob. If only Kyle could speak. The poor thing. He's in shock. He hasn't said a word since the fire. She looked up and saw the beginnings of a smile on Dr. Miller's face. Amanda, I have wonderful news for you. Kyle is much better. He began speaking this morning, and his story does match yours. 
Those words brought a smile to Amanda's face. That's great, Dr. Miller smiled too. And that neighbor of the murderer, Judge, she told the police all she knew about Chrissy. That was the girl I talked to on the phone, Amanda said. I was calling for a reference. The girl couldn't talk to me. She talked plenty to the police, Dr. Miller said. And now you're being set free, Amanda. I just wanted to have this talk to make sure everything was clear. I, I just can't believe Chrissy is really dead, Amanda blurted out. She was so evil, it's still hard for me to believe she's actually gone. Yes, she's dead, Dr. Miller said solemnly. He raised his eyes to Amanda. I have one more surprise for you. Maybe you've already guessed it. What's that? Amanda asked. Her name wasn't Chrissy. Her name was Lilith. Huh? Amanda reacted with surprise. But Lilith was in a coma, she exclaimed. Yes, Dr. Miller replied, nodding. One day she was in a deep coma. The next day she had vanished from the hospital into thin air. He sighed. Lilith somehow assumed strange new powers while in the coma, and she set out to get revenge for her father and mother's death. Weird, Amanda muttered, shaking her head thoughtfully. So, who was Chrissy? Why did Lilith take the name Chrissy? Well, Dr. Miller replied, scratching the back of his head, we don't really know why she took that name. According to a family photo album, we found Chrissy was the name of her cat. It seemed as if the hugging would never stop. Mary and Kyle clung to Amanda as if they hadn't seen her in years. Everyone cried and laughed and cried some more. What a reunion. And then her parents apologized again and again for not believing her. And when the apologizing stopped, the hugging and crying and laughing started all over again. It felt so good to Amanda to be out in the sunshine, to breathe the warm, fresh air, to dress in her own clothes again, to laugh and talk and be with the ones she loved. Finally, they all climbed into their station wagon and began the journey home. Amanda sat in the back with Mary and Kyle, petting the calico kitten on her lap. What a horrible time, she said sadly. I'll be having nightmares for the rest of my life. Just keep telling yourself that it's over, her mother told her. It's all over. The kitten purred softly in Amanda's lap. The station wagon rumbled over the narrow beach road. Amanda glanced back in time to see the remains of their summer house, black and charred, as they rolled past on the right. And who was that girl standing in the driveway? The girl in the white sundress, her blonde hair gleaming in the sunlight. The girl with one hand raised over her head, waving to them as they drove past. Hey, Mom? Dad? Amanda cried breathlessly, but when she turned back, the girl was gone. The end. Please subscribe, comment, and like. There will be more stories like this coming soon. Bye! Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. 
Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.